Okay, here we go. Don Nelson, Dallas Mavericks, parting ways, Isaac and I, immediate reaction. That's all I got at this in this cold open. That's all I got. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang! Bang! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! Chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Emergency Ernie, the one more thinking. Dogs are freaking out. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Wow. Um, after 23 years, Donnie Nelson out in Dallas. And both of our dogs are in the shot right now if you're watching this on YouTube. And... You know, these past few days have been uh, interesting for the Mavericks and the franchise because, uh, you know, Tim Cato's story comes out and there's a lot of uh, opinions on it. And we're, we almost restarted the pod. And, <laughs> but there's a lot of opinions on it. You know, Mark Cuban, owner of the Mavericks, quote tweets, you know, that story and says it's BS. And, and all of that, we had Cato on the pod earlier in the week. So go back and listen to that if you haven't. And I think it's, this shows today that if you were in that camp, which I kind of ranted on it yesterday, that you can't just read a story in, in the first hour. You can't just discredit it. Um, it shows you that that story was, and there was some validity to it if you were in the camp that didn't believe it. And uh, there's some change happening. Okay, well, does it though? That's my question. Is that? Yeah, I, I mean, they're 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 framing it as he parted ways with the franchise, or that they decided it's a mutually agreed to part ways. Now, that's the way they're presenting it. But which way is it actually? Is it Donnie Nelson was fed up with all the Haralabob stuff, all the Mark Cuban stuff, all of everything, and was like, "I'm going to leave this franchise. I'm out." Or was it the Mavericks saying, "All right, we, this has gone too far." That story in the Athletic that obviously came from Donnie's side, right? That's not a Mark Cuban side of the story, right? Like, let's be real about this. It came from that side. Is it they're like, we're done with this. We're going to get rid of you. And then look back at your track record and say, okay, you're trying to not take credit for all of all these things that you've done, like all these bad trades, right? And you're trying to push the blame off on, on an analytics guy, right? Like it could be either one of those sides. We're really not hundred percent sure which one it is. And so if it is the one where Donnie decides to leave on his own volition, um, then the story with Tim Cato doesn't really make a ton of sense. But if the Mavericks were the ones that were like, all right, Donnie's on thin ice. We're thinking about removing well, him. It still thin- makes sense. If, even if it's Donnie's choice or not, like Tim's story was about the tension. It, I guess and it is all what it stuff, is. Yeah. Uh, all the stuff in the front office. And to where if we didn't have that story, it's like, okay, if, if it didn't become public uh, knowledge, then you're like, okay, well, well, what's ha- what's happened? So I we but were it, never in the camp saying that it was it was not true. That's we brought him on the pod to talk about it because there were some obvious uh, tensions there. That um, yes, yeah, but for sure. And this is this is the outcome from it. We we talked yesterday about the whole scapegoat. Like somebody's going to be the scapegoat, right? And it's like you start going down through the options where Mark's not going anywhere. He's the owner of the team. So then you're looking at Donnie. You're looking at Rick. You're looking at big roster changes, which. That's still not out of the question either, right? I yep. mean, so that's was it surprising today? It was a little surprising to me, uh, but there's uh, there's stuff going on behind the scenes. 
Absolutely. So, but my thing is, if Donnie Nelson could see it coming, then the Tim Cato story makes complete sense. Because of course you'd want to let me get all of this stuff out before the Mavericks make this decision, right? Like, let me be painted as the guy that that all this crazy stuff was happening, and let me get some sympathy, I guess, or something to prove that this was not all on me. That all that these decisions and the stuff that hasn't worked has all been on this guy Haralabob that was brought in by Cuban and kind of push it off that way. It's sort of like a last-ditch effort to save some face before you're on the way out. So it's just really interesting to see the two sides of it. But it is what it is now. Donnie Nelson is out as Mavericks president of basketball operations. Uh, It doesn't seem like there's... And GM, it doesn't seem like there's an instant replacement because Mark Stein and we're literally recording this right after it happens. So it doesn't seem like there is a candidate in place. My immediate reaction with our Lockdown Now that I posted at Lockdown Mavs on Twitter was that... Uh, Michael Finley would be the next guy to, to replace him. He's been the one that's been on, on Cuban's side during games. He's been next to Donnie Nelson in draft rooms. He's been, you know, doing announcements and, and stuff. He did like the exit sp- interviews. I mean, there were only the three people that did the exit interviews with each player. It was Donnie, Finn, and Rick Carlisle. And he's been grooming underneath Donnie for, you know, years now. And, yeah, it'll be surprising or just see how this unfolds. I think the bigger question is who's making the decision, right? I mean, yeah. Stein says that they hired a search firm for that, but ultimately whoever that firm presents, you know, to ownership and Bob Volkeris, you know, who, who, <laughs> right. who is, who is making that, you know, there's a lot of combining Cato's piece with this news. There's a lot of people just drawing the, the conclusions and connecting the strings right now of, you know, making all the jokes and the memes. We, you know, Nick put out a, a tweet. Uh, you put out a tweet of you know Bob as a Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. It's you know was this, a lot of people, even national people, were immediately responded. Bob won. Volgaris won. He won out on this. He pulled the strings. He pushed on. And it's like that's the stuff that I would assume sometime over the next you know few days, coming days, we'll probably see some some type of report about exactly what went down with this was this was this donnie here's uh, nick's uh, tweet if you're watching on youtube but <laughs> i think that's the thing that a lot of people will want to know right it's mutually part of ways but was this donnie saying i'm sick of bob <laughs> was this donnie saying yeah, i'm sick right. of this i'm, I'm sick s- of I'm cuban sick- right i'm sick of cuban like sticking his nose into stuff on this side and bringing these guys in and stuff that that's what he could have just been been done with because the real about stuff is kind of new um, but the cuban stuff's been going on for a while yeah, so that's the thing. It's like, is it Donnie's side? Is it you know the Mavericks side? Like, hey, we want change. We've brought Bob in. We want to give him more power. I mean, you guys have you know read that story by Cato. Like, Bob is quoted in different pieces going back years ago on through ESPN yeah. and different you know scenarios where he's like bragging that he could run a team and bragging that his he own tweets is, like is straight sm- from smarter. Him. <laughs> yeah, smarter than a lot of the GMs in the league and all of that. So, is this will we see? You know, some well, we see somebody get hired, but then we all question like, is, do they have the power? Or is Bob still there? Will Bob? You know, so that's the stuff that we've yet to see. You know, we're going to see play out over the coming weeks and months, and or even hours and days, as some of you might have more updates on this as you listen. Is the new ba- president of basketball operations GM? Is it John Aaron or is it somebody that's actually, or is it John Snow? You know what I mean? Like, is, are they going to have agency or is there going to be somebody in the background still pulling the strings and doing the little stuff? Uh, we'll, we'll see I, on that. But yeah, did, did this surprise you today? Cause it, the timing kind of surprised me, but it's I'm not shocked, right? It's well, here, yeah. Here's the thing: not completely shocked because I would have I would have been more shocked 
if all of the ma- and I say major players, KP, Rick, Donnie, we'll, we can put Bob into that now since the, the story is dry. If all four of those came back to for the majority of next season, I think I would have been shocked. Like at, coming yeah, out right. of the playoffs, it felt like some one of those was going to be the shakeup, whether they trade KP, whether they make a coaching change, whether it's a front office thing, whether Bob is let go. One of those, and we're still not you know, counting out maybe another of those shoes dropping too, but like that's the thing of you know, not completely shocked. I am shocked because of Donnie's relationship in Dallas. And I'm shocked if more, if it did have a lot to do with the Bob situation, I am shocked in that front that 23 years that Donnie has been here, Donnie is. And I think we, I think we deserve, I think he deserves for us maybe the next few minutes here to, to brag on what he's done in Dallas of the, you know, the Turk championship run, uh, you know, bringing Lucas, starting to scout Luca when, when he was 14 and he was the major player in getting Luca in, in to Dallas. Like he was all aboard. I, I, how early I can't even tell you how early on that I, how I heard how early, like he was on Luka Doncic and how bad he wanted him before he was even draft eligible. And even going into that draft that they were going to do everything they could to get him and all of that stuff. And he made Luca happen. So as much as people want to take their shots at Donnie Nelson about all the little things that you want to nitpick about what he's done with this roster, you wouldn't be wearing your 77 jersey right now if it wasn't for Donnie Nelson. Dirk, Giannis, Luca. In the span of 20 years, that's pretty... I mean, those guys don't come around that often. So, coming up, let's get into some more about this. We'll talk about Donnie Nelson, what it means for the Mavericks. This is a pivotal season, an offseason for the Mavericks. They make this huge change. We'll get into it. But before we do, I wish we were doing an Indeed ad. That would just be too good. But we got to talk about... Spotify's green room. It is locker room. It is revamped, but it's all the same stuff that you're used to. It's the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the NBA. There is a uh, Kirk Henderson, our friend, friend of the pod, is doing one right now about Donnie Nelson uh, out with the with the Dallas Mavericks. So go check that out. Go join the room. Go talk some Mavs. Go talk some NBA. Talk anything else. They have a, hun- a ton of other stuff that you can join and talk and have a conversation about. Download the app and uh, be sure to create a profile. Link your Twitter account. Follow. NBA and also follow me, Nick Van Exit. We will go live at some point, probably today or tomorrow, to talk about this and everything going on with the Mavericks. Answer some of your questions. So join that locker room. And now Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into uh man, th- this is just it's it's kind of an insane story because he's been with the team since 98. How many of yeah. you listening were not born in 1998? This has been... He, you like, don't have to DM us either. You can keep that. <laughs> the, Donnie Nelson is an institution within the Dallas Mavericks. This is a massive, massive change. And the stability that has been touted, they, we all joked and laughed about the continuity thing that they that they were talking about on the player's side. But the continuity from front office coach and owner has been there for a long time. And yeah. Well, I was just going to read off some of Donnie's accomplishments in Dallas. Mavericks have made the playoffs 17 of the last 21 seasons. They've been to Western Conference Finals three times. They advanced to the NBA Finals twice. They won three division titles, won the title in 2011. Since Donnie's joined the franchise, they've won 58% of their games. Three 60-plus win seasons. Franchise record 67 win season in 2007. Like, this guy has where... 
Like Dallas doesn't have the history that they've had over the, and I, I get it. Y'all are, you're going to poke holes in and be like, oh my gosh, the, how good of the history is that? Blah, 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 blah. They've won a title. You can count on how many fingers the amount of teams who've won a title in the past 20 years. They've had Dirk Nowitzki. Now they have Luka Doncic. You can criticize the moves that surrounding those superstar players, but how many franchises across the league would have died to have a Dirk or a Luka at some point over the last 20 to 30 years. And I think Donnie deserves a lot of credit for that. As much as the smaller moves can be criticized and, and poked at, he deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and then the Chris Alps Porzingis deal too. I mean, he got that done. We we gave him tons of credit when that happened. It's It goes down as one of our most fun emergency pods. Some of the emergency pods have been not fun since then, but that one was, was super fun. And it's because he was on the phone with them and he was the one that was was uh, making it happen. He had the, the relationship there and he had uh, he had the deal ready and ready to pull the trigger as soon as the Knicks were like, let's get rid of Porzingis. And he's like, we'll take a slightly used Porzingis. And, you know, that deal looks a lot different today than it did back when they made the deal, but he made that happen. And that, that's what, you know, we talked about that yesterday. I was saying he deserves some credit for that, uh, the aggressiveness to go try to get a second star next to Luca. that so many times franchises will, will land a young star but then trying to find that second piece next to them is so hard to be able to do that. And for him to swing for it and give up, not, you know, the package wasn't a ton. You gave him a couple firsts and then some pieces that are no longer even on the Knicks still. But then to give him the max contract because you're like, man, we're, we want to pair these two guys, these two young guys under 24 years old at the time together for the next years to come. Like he was aggressive with that. And you got, you can't like, I get that. You get that trade. I do that trade a hundred times out of a hundred times. You do that trade. I just got this DM from Dylan and I, I'm not going to lie. It, <laughs> I it, just got the same one. <laughs> it made me laugh out loud. He said, Rashad Phillips was right when he said, whatever GM took or takes Luka Doncic in the lottery will not have a job for very long. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> True. He was right. He was not right about it's like, it's like uh, that math problem that you and like, have you ever seen those memes where a kid gets a math problem right in class and the teacher writes on it? I have no idea how you got this answer, but it was right. <laughs> right? Yes. Like, they did the formula completely wrong and somehow they got the right answer. Um, uh, I just got a tweet from somebody. Now we're just speculating. Somebody said on Locker Room, uh, on uh, on Spotify Green Room, that KOC said that Haralabob is also out. For the Mavericks, so that's that's a rumor. A second, I'm not going to comment on that. I've no, heard some. Second, I've heard sec, some different okay. things on allegedly, that. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Second, third hand rumor from Spotify Green Room from KOC. From I, I, I'm just going to be straight up with y'all. I know they're a sponsor, but I hate like I hate quoting stuff from locker room and green room as like so and so via this, and it's oh, it's hard for me. But <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. So yeah, I, yeah, there. Are, Yes. We'll see what his okay, role is. Okay, maybe. well let's let's turn this let's turn it around cuz we've been doing some positives about Donnie Nelson. Let's do a couple minutes on the negatives. So, this the team has not been that good outside of Luka. Obviously, the Clippers series if they had one credible role player, right? Like if they had one credible like player that you could rely on, I think, like one more, then I think they win that series. It was it, the margin of error was that small for this team. Game 7 came down to the last 5 minutes. It was like within seven points or something like that, right? Like it was, the margin was so small for this team. If they had one more guy hit, if they had one more guy that that uh, could actually contribute consistently, 
then I think it would be way different. So this is a massive opportunity for the Mavericks to get better, to find somebody that's better on the fringes. Like, look at the Suns, look at the Jazz, look at some of these teams that have that just grab some of these guys that have gotten players, that have gotten meetings and brought people in in free agency and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I'll, I'll push back just a little bit. No, we're doing the negative though. <laughs> I know, but I was saying like how much of that was him over the like over the past three years since Bob's been there. If that whole thing like. We know, and especially since it's been reported on, we can talk about this. We know DeLon Wright was Bob's guy. Like that was yeah. that was Bob's guy. He he wanted him next to yeah, Luca, and it happens. DeLon didn't work out. Okay. He's not a very good basketball player. So that's the it's like, does Donnie get like credit for making that trade and going after him? Like, not that's really the credit. Thing we like, don't, that's the thing we don't that's, know because we, so, we don't have a spreadsheet of like, all right, this was Donnie's idea. This was Haralabob's idea. This was, you know. Exactly. So I'm not like, Finley, I'm not like, taking up for Donnie. I'm just saying, we just don't know who's responsible for what over the past three years. And it's like, who who gets credit for what? Who's what? Like, I've heard different things about Josh. Like, is Josh, was Josh is Donnie's guy? Was Josh Bob's guy? And making that trade. Josh Green. Uh, or Josh Richardson. No, 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 Josh Richardson. And so, like, there's a lot of stuff in there of, like, so if you want to go back before 2018 to where it was just, you know, before Bob was there, and I think then you can start criticizing some things like Dirk's, you know, the last how many ever years of Dirk's career, did they do a good enough job as, you know, like, trying to win as much as they could with Dirk? They could have done better with that. Some different contract stuff, some different, yeah, people- around the – People blame the Tyson Chandler thing on Mark Cuban, right? We, we talked about that yesterday, or actually today's pod on, on Wednesday, uh, how people attribute the things that they they don't like about what the Mavericks have done in the front office to Cuban or Donnie, depending on what their like narrative or their agenda is as a person, right? They decide, like, oh, Cuban didn't pay Tyson Chandler. You know, you go back and you're like, okay, well, who who's wh- whose decision was it? And we're not 100% yeah. sure, I don't think. And that, that's, that's the thing. It's like we've been talking about that, like, this front office, it, it's a different structure, you know, compared to some of these other ones where it's just one guy making all the decisions for, a, you know, Cuban's been very hands-on. Donnie is there, you know, Finley, Bob, all these people have their hands in decision-making in Dallas. And I'm not saying that's all that's wrong. I'm just saying you just, it, it's hard for somebody to pinpoint and be like, well, that decision went bad. So it's your fault. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, it's and it's probably not a one to one, right? It's probably not. Exactly. A, this was just Don Nelson. This was just Mark Cuban. This is. It's all been. They've been working as a unit up until recently when the Saralabot thing got got kind of wedged into everything, and all of a sudden it's it's now a little bit more complicated, even than just oh, it's a, it's Cuban and Donnie and Rick and Finley all as like a unit. Yeah, and where they've struggled is really what we're still on like right now is oh where, breaking news, Lamelo Ball rookie of the year. <laughs> oh, good. He deserves that. <laughs> the the thing that they they've struggled with is finding the number two number three guy because I think one of the cooler things that Donnie has has hit on are the undrafted guys are yeah, the true. Dorian right. Finney Smiths the JJ Bereas the Max you know, Kleba yeah the Maxies of the world like these Yogi guys Ferrell. were un, undrafted yeah and they come in and they develop them he his scouting department sees that they develop them and they're they're solid role players it's just he he hasn't done the greatest job as far as landing the number two, number three, number four guys on the rosters since that championship team to surround your Dirk, to surround your Luka Doncic. And that, and that obviously means, means a ton. <laughs> oh, does it? <laughs> so for there's how only far five you wanna, players yeah. that play at once. So I think that, that your two through five mean a lot. 
Yeah, and, and you know it's it, it's wild because you look at it and you you hear that first sentence that I read off as far as his accomplishments in Dallas. They've made the playoffs seventeen of the last twenty one seasons. Like that's bonkers. Okay, like how many teams out I, there? Like who did I text you about the other day where I saw a Mavs fan go? They tanked for years for this. I'm like they tanked for like, two really? years. Like imagine the Kings fans and all like Pistons and all these teams that have just been bad for years and years now. Yeah. And it's that, it's that level of mediocrity, right? That a lot of people you get frustrated with and you're like, Oh dang. Like you kind of get spoiled with making the playoffs and making those first round runs. And you're like, man, I'm, I mean, I'm thankful that we made the playoffs. It's fun. Like there's a lot of teams out there that have, I mean, you look at what the, the Kings have done and you look at how many top 10 draft picks they've had over the past 10 years. And it's like, bro, they can't even make the playoffs. And they've had top 10 draft pick after top 10 draft pick. It's like Dallas has made the playoffs 17 and last 21, but they haven't advanced a ton. And that's where some, Dallas is looking at right now saying, hey, we, we got to have a different voice in here. And we, we want to, we don't want to just have our floor raised. We want, it's time for us, for our ceiling to go up higher. We want to the to roof. Advance. The ceiling is the roof. Ceiling is the roof. <laughs> Incredible. So where do they go now? They have this search firm. They're going to try to find somebody. It seems like it's, it could be Finley still. I mean, the search firm could decide that, you know, that Finley is the best guy. Um, man, who's out there right now? Danny Ainge? <laughs> we, bring in, we bring in Danny Ainge. Uh, Stan Van Gundy's out. He's been a he's been a president of basketball operations for the Pistons. Well, that this went, morning, like, the NBA well. world's just, like, Good bonkers God. today. So like, Kawhi Leonard. Chris Paul getting the Rick Carlisle positive test, even though he's vaccinated, right? Like the same thing that happened to Rick in April. Kawhi Leonard being out and definitely because of an ACL potential thing. That is wild because all of a sudden that series is completely different. Just completely yeah. different. Mike Conley is, is you know, still kind of out. But uh, what else happened? Oh, Stan Gundy is out in, in New Orleans. Didn't something else happen? Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks. Is, I forgot about Scott Brooks out in, in Washington. Yeah. Everybody's excited about that with the Wizards. Uh, man. What a crazy, but, crazy. But for thing. Dallas, where do they go from here? We don't yeah. know yet. We don't no. know. And I think one of the a frustrating thing for some people that if there isn't clarity for the public on what Bob's role is moving forward, coming out of the Cato piece, whoever they hire over the next week, weeks, month, as soon as they hire somebody and there's no clarity to the Bob situation, then a lot of people is just going to say, well, does this person have power? Is this person going to be allowed to do their job? Like that's the like. There's just there, there'll still be a lot of questions for people and and for fans at that point. So it'll be yeah. I'm curious. I'm really curious to see what happens with Michael Finley now. I love Finn. Finn has had uh, a great. He he played an integral role in getting Jalen Brunson uh, to Dallas. He was a huge Brunson guy, and he's just been in the front office for a while, kind of grooming in that role and. Yeah, I'll be I'll be surprised if he's still not in the major decision making group in Dallas, but we'll see what happens. And I mean, if this guy, whoever the new person that comes in, I mean, will we see drastic roster changes? Will we see how attached will you know will they be in charge of coaching? Will they like Donnie's been in that place for twenty? Uh, he's been in the organization for twenty three years. He's been in th this role for so long that man, like. Is this the beginning of what some are the Mavericks? He's been yeah. there longer than Mark Cuban. <laughs> what Is this are the, the beginning? Tony Nelson? Exactly. It's like continuity for Dallas around the league has been the same people for literally like decades, like a couple of decades, literally over 10 years of 
Rick and Donnie and Mark, the same crew making all these decisions. And now one of those guys are out. How long will some of the others stay there? You're starting to see the foundation for the Mavericks starting to shift a little bit. And whether that's good or bad, we, time will tell. It's absolutely incredible. We will have another show tonight with Jake Fisher. Of, of, so we will be talking with him. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs Emergency Pod Edition. Peace out. Boom. You are not supporting the 40% of the community that wants to refrigerate after opening. You know that they want refrigeration after opening <laughs> because so it's weird. It, because it you can't put a it in a fridge that you're not supporting. It Kevin, a, Kevin, a, a, I am so yes sick or of no, true or false. Disclose now, Andy. Kevin, I am, I am so sick of your peanut butter no, arrogance. No, no, Mark, this is very important. 